I don't feel like I'm living in a small space. I feel like the world is my home and my partner is my home, and that's just a space that I'm in sometimes. That is Cat Walters, and this is Tiny Conversations. I'm Brian Colley. I met up with Kat and her partner, Matt. Hi, I'm Matthew Davey. Just as they were finishing construction on their tiny home. Yes, I said a tiny home. It's six feet by nine feet, enough to sit on a flatbed trailer and be dragged around by a truck, and they plan on making this their permanent home. This tiny house is actually big for Kat and Matt. Before starting this project, they drove around North America in a camper even smaller than their future home. They told me that driving around Canada and the United States in a camper changed everything for them. When they got back, they had to turn their lives around, leave their jobs, and start, as they put it, living with more intention. On a cold December evening, I sat down with Kat and Matt in their temporary apartment to talk about how this project got started, where it's going, and how some of their values have changed. Here's that conversation now. How did you two get the idea to build a tiny house? I saw a video of a tiny house and I fell in love right away. And so then once we had decided we were going to do it, we wanted it to be a really accessible project. At first, we just had to find somewhere to build it. So um, we found a great community of people in Guelph and they pointed us towards Diode, which is a makerspace where we built the project. As we kept going, we kept stumbling upon really unique places, like one being East Jesus in Slab City in Nyland, California. And it's like an intentional, habitable art installation. And they live completely off-grid and they're completely self-sustained. And we stayed there for two months of our trip. So the more we stayed there, we were like, we really felt empowered by community and like everybody playing a part and really wanting to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And so the whole idea of building the tiny house really morphed into something that wasn't really about us anymore. Now, it's kind of, what else is kind of cool, I think, that both of you are doing, and you touched on it, was that there's not a lot of information to build a tiny house, but you still went ahead with it. So what, how has it been coming up to just those challenges of not having this information, and how have you gone about filling those gaps we did a lot of research and it was really overwhelming and we can't lie about that and say like it was an easy process. It wasn't, it was very challenging. So for us, a big more, at least for myself, a big part of it was learning new skills that I thought I wasn't capable of, like actually building a structure, like building a house, um, feels really empowering. Like I feel like really proud of myself that I was capable of doing that and really proud of a lot of the things that Matthew did with this house and that we were able to do it together and connect together over something that meant something to us and meant something to other people. Finding these materials or having them donated to us uh, from people who were interested in the project was a really big part of it. Going the route of uh, salvaging and using reclaimed materials. It sounds like that added a lot of time um, which means more challenges to this new project already. Mm-hmm. So why do something, especially with it being more difficult? From what I see, I, it seems like the main point of the tiny house movement seems to be the size itself. And, you know, downsizing and scaling things back so you don't need so much and you're not creating as much waste. 
I think that it also is an opportunity to experiment with composting toilets, um, solar power, battery power, salvaged materials, reclaimed materials are important, and the water system. Um, it will also catch rainwater. So it's like a small-scale example of a lot of different things that people could be doing with their houses, um, tiny or otherwise. Now, when you talk about you know a year ago and how things have changed, like things you can't unlearn and the impact you want to have on on this planet with your life um what are those things like what are those and how do those sort of i guess value systems develop in yourselves something that was a little bit unexpected that came out of the tiny house project and also from our travels was um the the intentional community i think most people can probably relate to having a job that they don't care about. They're not passionate about their work and they're doing it. Um, you know, they're justifying it because it earns them their living. Maybe they, I know certainly I had felt this way in the past that I was, uh, earning a wage so that I could turn around and do the things that I wanted to do with that wage. And I feel like, I've just cut out that middle section now and I just, I'm living my life the way that I want to and I don't need to do something that I'm dispassionate about to to get, you know, the things that I'm actually wanting to achieve. You know, I think the people that we've met in this community are here because they want to be here. And so that's something that's really special, I think. It's really weird to think of where we were a year ago. The things I didn't know, I can't, like, the things I know now are just, like, I can't unlearn them. And the things that we learned on our trip, I can't unlearn those things. And so now our our life and our existence completely changed because of that experience. And I can't go back to just, like, living the way I lived before because those things really changed me. It changed my morals. It changed, like, how I want to show up in the world and... I want to like show up in a more powerful way and and consider the type of waste I have. The the big one of the big things I'm interested in is why why live in such a small place? Like you were you were on the road, you were in the trailer and you were already living in a very very small place and it's there was a conceivable end to that. And then now at the tiny house it's like let's just do this all the time, um, which I think a lot of people go, that seems really small. I, I don't even think that that's possible, and yeah. I don't know if I would do it, and you two are. I guess I never really considered the space as an issue. It was never even a thought to me. My partner happens to be somebody I'm very compatible with, and I don't see why we can't manage living in a small space. Most people can probably relate that when they live in bigger places that there's there's a hallway to get to this room and then you can get to that room and and you don't use most of them. You use your bedroom and your kitchen and your living room. Like your your space isn't actually really utilized. Most of it's for show. It's to look at. Like some people have three living rooms. Like like things like that you don't really use the space. And I think that we can all kind of get on board with the idea that like going a bit smaller is a really healthy way to like support our environment and support each other. I think living in huge houses where we don't have any connection to nature or the outside, it's just like not something that aligns with what I want and who I am. 
I don't feel like I'm living in a small space. I feel like the world is my home and my partner is my home. And that's just a space that I'm in sometimes and I'm doing other things. So it doesn't really feel confining to me. Like it's not even a consideration. You know, when you have a small space, uh, it's easy to maintain. Uh, it's easy to pay off and afford. Um, so I have owned houses in the past and a lot of my spare time went into yard work and house maintenance and not to mention working hours and hours and hours every week just to pay for it. Like Kat said, you maybe stop thinking about your house as like its own little isolated world and everything is your home at that point. You're just out going where you want to go and doing what you want to do. So, um. You don't have to stay inside <laughs> all day <laughs> or stay in, in your workspace to pay for the house itself. A big part of it sounds like having the tiny house is being outside mm-hmm. and it's recognizing, mm-hmm. like, get out of your house. I myself, I, I can wall myself in wherever I'm living and kind of um, not go out for a very long period of time and go a bit stir-crazy. I think with a small space, there's a lot of freedom. And like Matthew was saying, there's freedom in not having to maintain a space, freedom in not having to pay for something that's like, you know, you're always having to pay for it. And it always keeps you in one place. Like if we want to move our home, we can move our home. We don't lose our home because the neighborhood's not working out or we're not making enough money. Like it's ours. It's just our thing. It's ours. It's our home. I don't really want to be have a home in one place and would rather put more time into exploring and be a part of a community and nature. And I'm really attracted to the ideas of like alternative dwellings, like living differently and kind of testing the norm and what what's expected of us and kind of like putting a bit of pressure on that and choosing to live differently. Matt and Matt are documenting this entire process, and they call themselves the Hobohemians. You can follow their journey at facebook.com slash Hobohemians. I'll make sure to put that link on this podcast website, tinyconversations.com. While you're there, you can listen to my full, unedited conversation with Kat and Matt. That's right. There's a whole other part to our conversation that's not in this podcast. It's about an hour long, and we talk about the specifics of their home, like where they plan on storing things, to some of the more difficult moments that happened on their cross-country trip, and a whole lot more. You can get that entire unedited conversation on tinyconversations.com. And while you're there, it would mean a lot to me if you subscribe to this podcast. I'm also going to ask you to do one more thing that's going to mean the world to me. And that's to please share this episode with one friend. Just one. I want you to think of someone who really needs to hear about people living with less. And then send them a link to this episode. Hopefully, it will mean as much to them as it does to me. Okay, that's it for now. I'm Brian Cauley. Thanks so much for listening.